So welcome to the Night Hurts podcast this week. We started off uh, with a band from Switzerland called Norna, uh, and that was a track called The Truther. Absolutely uh, like punishing stuff there, real sort of like post-metal vibes. So Pete, you picked this and uh, yeah, just what a, what a vibe. I mean, um, really sort of expansive. Um, reminds me, you know, obvious um, kind of um, pinch points are kind of Court of Luna, um, Rosetta maybe. That, that kind of level of, of post-metal. What kind of drew you to this one? Because I know post-metal is not always your your 100% bag or it doesn't always pull you in as, as much as other genres. Yeah, it, it reminded me, it, it, you know, it's got that Iris and Canaman row as well, you know, along those yeah. lines. But I, I also thought it had lots of other elements in there. All, when I was thinking about it, they're all European, you know. So for, um, it's part kind of almost like the French black hardcore output of Throat Ruiner records, you know, like I say, Amon Ra and obviously post-metal elements as well. Um, but then there's a point in the in the song where I, I felt like it was going to put its foot down and like either kind of trample all ahead in like a ferocious hardcore stampede or go into kind of some introspective post-metal thing. And actually what it did, it, it held its tempo back instead and it felt it felt it brought doom into it in the way i heard it almost to it kind of reminds me of black shape of nexus um and that was unexpected and you know between doom and post metal and black and hardcore like say all these you know these rich ferocious european sounds it did have concocted something you know in between all of them and I think, yeah. you know, and that, that's that's unexpected. And, and of course, that's a great thing. So, yeah, I've not come across them before. And, um, yeah, really, really impressed with this. Uh, I mean, there's there's lots of post-metal going around at the moment that sounds quite similar uh, to each other. And I, I just think this is something a bit unique. Yeah, very sort of, uh, yeah, atmospheric. And, and that's always good with with post-metal stuff. So, yeah, it's the Nine Hertz podcast. And as ever, we're going through nine amazing tracks that we found uh, this week through submissions or just sort of... Uh, going through like um you know the the metal underground that we we sort of inhabit um next up so we've got a band called gets worse uh from leeds who we've played many times before seen them live um and i think um i think paul priest is still involved in this one uh, i think he might have left uh, the band now because i think he's he's moved abroad but yeah this is this is fantastic stuff i mean it's uh yeah just pinpoint grind stuff but with a sense of humor uh, is exactly what I'd expect to sort of find at Dreadfest or, you know, um, the Fenton or, or one of those kind of like uh, sort of scummy sort of underground venues. Um, I loved this as soon as I heard it. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think we played um, some of the tracks off Snubbed when it came out in 2019. So, uh, yeah, we're here three years later uh, and they're out with another amazing album. Um, I saw these in Aikido in, in Lincoln once and, yeah, it was the maddest show I've ever seen in that little room. Yeah, take some beating, I think. Um, so, Pete, I, I guess uh, you heard the, the full release. It's uh, it's over within sort of like half an hour, I guess, probably less than that. Yeah, yeah, I have. You know, the whole thing, it's like you say, it whizzes by in this kind of ball of fury and, and joy as well. You know, it, it is, you know, there's a real sense of funness to this band. There, you know, it's like you said about Dreadfest, you know, obviously they're from Leeds. This, you know, it's the sound of Leeds, of Dreadfest, of, you know, going back to like LS6 hardcore, you know, of Temple and Boo. You know, when you think of the lead scene, gets worse is the sound of what you think of in your head, I think. The vocals are exactly how how violent should be. It's, you know, the whole release is just this kind of perfect encapsulation of 
everything that's good about this music. I mean, you know, I really like the whole thing. I, it, it's worth sticking on that, you know, rather than picking out a minute's track. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really got much else to say. It's just, you know, I think that says it says enough. It is just a, you know, a perfect package. Yeah, and I think, um, like, I remember the um, From the Pit podcast played a track and um, they just remarked on how British it sounded, like, authentically <laughs> British. And I was like, it does. It absolutely does, because it's got, yeah. like, the Lee's accents come through. Um, and it's got that kind of, I don't know, tongue-in-cheek aspect to it that I, I sort of love in Grindcore, and uh, British bands do it really well. It's got, like, shades of narcosis here, you know, from years ago. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely love this. The album... Uh, is out now and it's called Teen Wolf. We're going to play a song called Hard Grafter and you can get this at getsworse.bandcamp.com. That was a track by the Leeds band Gets Worse. Absolutely brilliant stuff there. Um, so we're going over to Cologne in Germany for this next one and uh, a band called Unruh, who um, I think there used to be an Unruh that were like a sort of screamo band, but these are sort of far from that. Uh, they've got a new album out on uh, Babylon Doom Cult Records. And uh, yeah, it's sort of like uh, this kind of blackened, um, I-, I guess it's got shades of hardcore and, and noisy sort of stuff in it as well, but it's, it's very much in the black metal vein and, um, the drumming in particular on this and the production and the vocals just like come together to make this amazing sound. Um, I was absolutely captivated by this. It just like the cover as well, just kind of adds to the whole um, feel of this. And yeah, it, it's, it's rare that we come across something this amazing. Um, really. I, I thought I was absolutely blown away. So um, how did you find this one, Pete? It's brilliant. Well, yeah, I reviewed them six years ago. Actually, they, they put an album out on sentient ruin. Um, and I wrote a review, you know, back when we used to write reviews rather than talk about them on podcast. Um, and I went back and reread this when I found, you know, when I, I knew there was um, a new album coming out and reread that review. And it talks, I talked about um, like this wall of noise, suffocating black metal, but crucially with inputs from like across the spectrum. And in that review, like I mentioned, you know, specifically mentioned like the body and liturgy. And it gives a good impression. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm talking about my own review here, but um, of, of like where Unruh are, you know, the fact that they're, they're uh, really inventive, um, but they do so, you know, they, they bring that in without um, sacrificing any of the extremities. Um, and, you know, now that they're back, they still sound like utterly essential. You know, we've got this mainframe of, it's almost like crust-infused black metal. Um, and then inputs from outside, which, you know, they, they you know, from all over the place. And, you know, as I say, what's what's really good about me is that none of those inputs kind of allow, are allowed to, like, dilute that 
extremes and it's just in, instead it adds to layer you know it adds layers to it, it adds noise you know it's a really good release they've lost nothing of that skill and a, you know and, and crucially of that adventurousness um I, I think they're an incredible band and this just further proves why yeah definitely i'm, I'm gonna be listening to the whole thing like again and again i think it's it's one of those that's kind of got deep layers that you can kind of peel back and, and enjoy again and again really it's, it's really really interesting um so we're going to play a song called Der Hauch der Freiheit um, and uh, you can get this at unruh.bandcamp.com
So that was the amazing Unruh. Uh, we're going uh, to a split release next uh, from uh, a band called Encarcia, who've done a split with a band called Apostles of Eris. Uh, and this is out on Zegma Beach. I mean, we've played quite a few releases from uh, Zegma lately. And um, the reason why is because it's like this inventive label that has a real cross section of, of like European and American, um, you know, experimental kind of um, heavy music and, and this is no different really so we're going to play an Encarcia track off this um, and I just thought it was just like a lightning in a bottle really it was just like really sort of intense but it's got a lot of um, heart to it as well and um, what did you make of this one Pete because it's um, it's certainly unusual I mean the whole thing is is uh, kind of like a towering piece really I, I liked it you know, way more than I thought it would as well I, I think on one hand, I thought there was this. I, I don't think I'm in any place to properly appraise this. You know, like it's not my kind of. Uh, you know, it's not from my um, background of area. So, like, you know, excuse the kind of lame comparisons here. But, but still, the way I kind of experienced it. On one hand, you had these eclectic odd pole guitars, which remind me of like you know UK bands from 15, 20 years ago, like Trencher and Rollo Tomasi. You know, the early days of them. Yeah. And then on the other side, it was it was almost screamo in, in a lot of way. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the fact that I feel like I'm having a, a, a you know late period screamo education through <laughs> through this podcast. You know, like with my teachers being you and uh, Zegama Beach. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. But you know that with this, the whole what I really liked is the whole thing was, was like bright and alive at all times. You know, even when it's when it is eclectic and, and strange, it's not overly technical. It's just it just makes it feel, you know, odd and askew from the norm. And yeah, I just found I, I, I kind of came out and thought, yeah, I, I really got that. I really liked it, and I can see why you'd love it. Definitely, I think there's um, there's almost a, a new wave of this kind of music um, coming back. I mean, we 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 talk constantly on this podcast about you know, oh, there's this 90s scram sound in this. It's brilliant. But I think, honestly, that that wave has just kind of come back and and people like new bands and young bands making this now, um, which is really exciting because I always thought it was quite a unique uh, genre. It, it sort of combines the emotion of, you know, the cheesier parts of, um, you know, traditional emo and punk um, with this like lightning fast, almost grindy sort of uh, influence and very much hardcore influence. Um, which works really well. I mean, um, it helps when the drummer's this frenetic and uh, the vocalist is so, um, you know, heart on sleeve, emotional. But um, yeah, I thought I think this uh, this whole genre is really uh, unique, and, and this is another example of it. Um, so yeah, if you want to hear the the split, um, you can go to uh, zegmabeachrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play one of the Encarcia tracks. This is Prog is for the Children. Yeah! 
Okay, so that was Encarcia with a split that they've got out on Zegma Beach Records. If you want to hear the rest of that, uh, go to zegmabeachrecords.bandcamp.com. Really good stuff. Um, next up, we've got a band called Travo from Portugal. And yeah, this absolutely blew my mind. Um, Pete, I mean, this this started off um, very much in the stoner rock uh, sort of genre. I thought, yeah, this is another towering piece of stone rock. And then it goes all psychedelic and heavy. Um, truly heavy at, at points and uh, really surprised me. I mean, is this a single? Because it looks like it's um, off a new album yeah. com- that's coming out. There is a whole album. Um, this was the pre-release single, so it's I separate see. on yes. Bandcamp. Yeah. But there, there is an album out now, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Mm. And I, Yeah, I, you know, kind of got it on and knew straight away that this is a really cool album. It's a mix of, and this is a really daft thing for me to say but it, it, in my head it, what i think of as psych and heavy psych you know how which in my head have clear distinctions even if that's even if they're wrong like, this is how i define them if that makes sense i think if you went by labels for example cardinal fuzz yeah is psych and tp records is heavy psych maybe is is kind of the best way i can explain it but it, and it's got both elements of that um you know, the vocals are awesome. Uh, sound is like a wash with summery, airy, psychedelic noises. The guitar is delicate at times. It's fuzzier in other times. Um, and like you say, it brings in these heavy elements. This song, I think it's between two and a half minutes and three minutes, it gets really spiky. And that's, that's unexpected, really. And I was just completely sold as soon as that came in. I was like rocking out and just, you know, lost myself in being completely enjoyed by it yeah the whole record though you know it's really worth it. it's a really good all-round record and a really good find yeah i mean i keep going back to this song um and it's just absolutely it sort of opens up maybe about halfway through and it's just this joyous kind of sound and i just thought it's absolutely brilliant so yeah i'm gonna be listening to the album for sure uh, so the album's called sinking creation uh, and we're going to play a song called Land Soon. Uh, the band's called Travo. Um, so, yeah, check them out at travoband.bandcamp.com.
Okay, so that was Travo from Portugal. Uh, we're going over to uh, Australia for this next one. And, and this one was a real surprise because I thought, you know, this this name came up on, on Bandcamp Friday and I thought, oh, okay, another, another band uh, with the name Bong in it. So this is Bong Coffin we're talking about next. Um, uh, we've got Dungeon Weed on this week as well, so it's pro- probably heavy, heavy on the sort of leaf this week. Um, and I thought, you know, I'll give this a listen, see what it sounds like. Um, it's a one-person project um, described as uh, heavy stuff, we hope, standing at the altar of the Iomic and staring to space with rephatic ecstasy, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and I really thought this was going to be bog-standard kind of doom, but it's this evil kind of like mired sound, and I, I thought it's got a lot more going for it than uh, than on first glance. Um, what did you make of this one, Pete? Because I, I thought this was brilliant. Yeah, like I didn't realize it was one man band. I missed that. That's that's amazing. Um, I you know I'd come across this as well inevitably. I think, and in fact, actually, we swapped songs earlier than normal this this week. You know, to allow us to kind of do so on Bandcamp Friday, um, and therefore, you know, with the purchases we make for the podcast, therefore, kind of more money goes to the band. Um, and we put quite a lot of pressure on listening to a hell of a lot of stuff on that day. Yeah, um, and. I said, I thought, well, you know, look at the name of the band and the and the artwork and everything. This is, this sounds like our territory, even if it's going to be straight up, you know, Doom or Stone or whatever. Mm. Um, but I actually saw your avatar on the um, the list of people who bought it, so I thought, right, I can actually put this one side and then yeah. list it later. Um, I, I my preconception, I thought it was going to be sludge, um, yeah. but similarly, and it is, you know, it's still sludge. It is Doom. It's it is these things. It's not to pretend it's. You know, wildly different, but it's it is. Um, there's more to it than you than you might expect. Um, I I found it. It was almost kind of um, grander than I thought it would. Be. Yeah, it, you know, it had a um, a this grand doom stature to it, rather than this grubby sludge thing. I thought it might be uh, in the vocals, certainly. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I kind of I was really impressed by it. With it. it had way more to it than I thought it would. Be. I found it really enjoyable. And promising for future as well. Yeah, and it looks to be um, one of maybe five releases on there as well. So I think they've been making music all through last year, and um, this is like the first time we've picked them up really. So um, yeah, it's one to sort of maybe dip out, uh, like heads back into the uh, discography here. So yeah, I, I thought this was just really interesting stuff and and very sort of nuanced as well, like a lot more clever than um, you know the the sort of overall aesthetic in the name i think i've fallen into the trap of thinking the name uh, means it's going to be moronic but it's it's not at all yeah absolutely love this so if you want to hear it you can go to bongcoffin.bandcamp.com the uh, release is called enchained we're going to play the first song of this this is balrog
excellent. So that was the band Bong Coffin. Uh, we're going to uh, Geneva, Illinois for the next one. Uh, this is a band called Stomach who've uh, put out a demo. And um, yeah, this is just filthy stuff. We've gone back to our, our kind of like sludge quota for this one, I think, Pete. Yeah, it's I picked up on this um, from a recommendation called Nation, which is my first in a while. I used to find loads of stuff through there, but I think actually that's, I suspect that's more to be more down to the fact that I'm on Facebook less than I used to be rather than anything from that, you know, that, that any statement on that site's output. Um, they, they've always kind of unearthed gems for me over the years, typically from the like filthy American underground. Um, and for, actually, since I picked it, uh, and in the last day or two, in fact, a dry cough has announced that they're going to release a tape of this. So um, that, that's amazing news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so be able to get it, you know, cheap posting and everything. So it, to me, this is absolute perfect sludge like, in every way. You know, they get the tempo right, you know, which is, of course, as slow as possible. It's got feedback and static filled air. And that, that, that brings with it this sense of unease at all times. It has stunted surges, typically when the vocals enter. But mainly, you know, the, it's the fact that the, it never relents from that that kind of mission, you know, this unwavering pace and style. This was my, you know, on that mad band camp Friday of list of thousands, I think this was my favourite by far. My favourite song I've listened to in it. Yeah, it, it sort of blew my mind a little bit. And uh, yeah, I just sort of wallowed in in the sort of four tracks that are on offer here. It's just really um, to the point and and full of grit and bile. Yeah, just thought it was fantastic. And Dry Cough releasing it is just a perfect uh, home for it. Um, you know, they've got like this taste for unrelenting, horrid uh, sludge, as well as um, a newfound love of kind of this gritty death metal stuff. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. So uh, yeah, the demo uh, is available at stomachdoom.bandcamp.com. Uh, like we say, the tape is coming out on Dry Cough. Uh, we're going to play a song called Deserve, and you can get this at stomachdoom.bandcamp.com. <laughs>
Okay, so that was the unrelenting sludge dirtiness of stomach. Uh, we're going to uh, Oakland, California for the next release, Dungeonweed, who uh, we've played before. They had an album out in 2020 now uh, called Mind Palace of the Mushroom God, and uh, I think we, we loved the hell out of that one. Um, this new one, uh, The Eye of the Isocahedron, um, is just brilliant. Like I heard a few sort of preview tracks. Um, the, the full length is absolutely amazing. Um, 16 tracks, uh, so you get your, your sort of value for money here. Um, despite the name, you know, these these guys are sort of quite serious in, in how um, well produced it is and, and how um, full it, uh, of a sound they've got, really. Um, obviously, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, you know, it's, it's got shades of uh, sort of tabletop role-playing games, um, thanks to that title. And uh, I guess that just the, the lyrical influence comes from like fantasy and and lore from various sort of uh, fantasy games and novels and films and things. So I, I thought this was absolutely brilliant, silly fun. And um, particularly the track that we're, we're going to play, uh, Gelatinous Vault of Doom. Um, Pete, I mean, I know we both loved that first release. Um, I think this is even better. Yeah, I do. Um... I do, you know, I still play that first release, mm. you know, from I don't, when I'm kind of, you know, out walking and I've got my band camp, um, you know, like, like going through the playlist of, of things that, you know, you I own and therefore can play. I, I often stop at this. I, I do think that's partly because of the artwork kind of jumps out at you, um, you know, it shoves everything else aside that might be on the, on your screen at the time. But, but, you know, also because it's really good. It's really good doom. And it's, you know, it's there is that kind of, balance they they manage and it's a very delicate balance between between it being um you know the the, the comedy of it the tongue-in-cheek of it but also without it sounding naff or without it sounding like a joke band and you mm. know then that like you said that's done through the production and through great writing and they've got that you know this is this really good music in here as well don't be put off don't just think this is that you know just because you, you know look at the artwork look at the name of the song there's, there's really good songs within here I mean, it does. It, it comes across as if it's like it's the whole thing's been conjured by a, like a jugger adult magician. Um, you, know, you know, it is like the, the 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 weird character on the front cover could be actually the band. You know, it, it, it's that that strange. You, you know, you really kind of think it captures what I think the band probably looked like, to be honest. But like I say, there's way more to it. It's the fact that it's. It's creepy and slimy at times. It creates an oddness about it. Uh, and that suits the slow pace of Doom as well. And then you've got that mixture of, of the, you know, the, the, the kind of, it's obviously not serious in terms of, you know, the title of this track. Add, you know, mix that in with a slight occult slant. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of almost unnerving about where it, where it actually sits. Mm. Um, the sense of fun, you know, it is fun. It is it's a lot of fun to listen to, but it's never at the expense of music. It's actually really good doing music. I think. Yeah, really, really exciting stuff. And I think this is going to like appear in a lot of people's lists. It's, it's one of those ones where it will make an impression and, and stay with people. Um, someone's called it psychedelic wizard doom, which I think is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really need to say much more than that. So if you want to hear this, you can go to dungeonweed doom sludge bandcamp.com which is possibly one of the best band camps we've ever written read out uh, on the podcast um yeah but we're going to play the song gelatinous vault of doom so you think to this it's dungeon weed 
so from the the daftness i guess of, of dungeon weed we're going to um, something all more serious uh, from estonia this is a band called mang ont uh, from a, a place called tartu in estonia and uh, it seems to be uh, a guy called hans hom uh, who's kind of recorded everything here and frankly it's it's a a real worker that sort of twists its way into your brain um somehow uh, apparently going since about 2017 um this this band is just amazing really i mean the, the whole thing's very sort of like it's got loads of elements of, of various genres it's got you know stoner rock it's got drone it's got doom in there and i thought this was a really twisting like narrative of, of a piece of, of music really it, it just sort of goes so many different places and accomplishes so much on the way i mean it i think it's about 40 minutes here it flies by because you just it really sort of took me in i know we say that a lot about uh sort of longer uh, like dronier kind of uh, tracks on this podcast a lot but this just kind of uh hit something in my brain it just flicked a switch somewhere um i presume you had the same sort of experience pete I did. It's, you know, I found it. If you look on the bank, they describe their musical direction as being characterised by heavy and slow riffs mixed with psychedelic drone and noise. And I've just seen as well, actually, on the bottom, Bandcamp say, like, if you like Mangont, you might also like. And the first two bands are Bong Ripper and Venom Sabbath. Yeah, which is perfect. And it sums that up. And actually, (laughs) when you put that all together, you know, you you just think, yep, that's that's good enough for us too. Yeah. Um, It did. I, I really... You know, it's it, it's it's instrumental. It isn't perfect, but I really locked in on it all the way through, and found mm. it didn't matter. You know, it's the kind of when I say it's not perfect, it's, that's probably because it's so it feels almost freeform to an extent. You know, this is eighteen minutes long. This track, um, it's I think people shouldn't be put off by the length of it or the promise of drone or the threat of drone, depending on what you way of seeing it, um, because so like you say it goes in so many different directions there's still kind of riffs of plenty um there's bits of it where you just feel like you're submerged into the depth and you like it's like you experience the hallucinatory side effects from pressure and darkness and sense deprivation but other bits where it's, it's quite light and psychedelic um i think the, the most telling thing for me is that even though it's 18 minutes long and it's you know that can be quite an ordeal to kind of go through you know particularly when we try to you know when we listen to so much music the fact that i've kind of afforded it the full 18 minutes several times through now since i first kind of came across it is it, telling you know and i think that's because there's this overarching sense of being in something you know like being encapsulated by it i really enjoy yeah and i think the minimalist nature of the uh, the artwork and the lack of the almost lack of any information apart from you know how it's been recorded adds to the mystery and uh certainly makes you create your own uh, kind of uh story or, or kind of uh, direction in your head so i, I thought it's an absolutely astounding uh, release um it's called i'm going to call it yag uh apologies to uh mang on if, if that's not kind of quite how it's uh, pronounced uh but we're going to play uh, a sort of excerpt from the song Esamine Yag, um, and you can get this at mangont.bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, see what you think to this. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 